إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So in this first lecture tonight then, insha'Allah ta'ala, we want to discuss one particular topic regarding the issues of aqidah and in particular something that is very pertinent to the aqidah of the asha'irah and the maturidiyah because these affairs of aqidah, they are the affairs that caused the different sects to separate away from Ahlul Sunnah. When the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, إِنَّ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ سَتَفْتَرِقُ عَلَى ثَلَاثٍ وَسَبْعِينَ فِرْقَةٍ كُلُّهَا فِي النَّارِ إِلَّا وَاحِدًا That this Ummah will split up into 73 sects, all of them in the fire except one, that splitting, the core of it, and the root of it, is in the affairs of Aqidah, in the various aspects of it. And so today, in this opening lecture, we want to discuss one particular issue, which is regarding the names and attributes of Allah. What exactly is the methodology of Ahlus Sunnah when it comes to the names and attributes of Allah and what is this concept known as Tafweed meaning to consign the meaning to Allah because there are many groups out there who say that when it comes to the names and attributes of Allah that we cannot understand the meanings whatsoever and we have no recognition of what the meanings are whatsoever and we must simply consign the meanings to Allah this in essence is the manhaj of tafweed to consign the meanings to Allah and to neither affirm nor negate. That is the reality of tafwil. So is this the manhaj of the salaf when it comes to the names and attributes of Allah? That when Allah tells us He has, for example, the different names and attributes, the face, the eyes, the hands, do we say regarding all of these, that we have absolutely no understanding of the meaning at all, and we simply consign that to Allah, neither affirming anything nor negating anything, we simply leave it to Allah, have no understanding whatsoever regarding those names and attributes. Is that the case? Is that the methodology of the Salaf? The answer is no. That indeed certainly is not the methodology of the Salaf. 
the people of innovation, they would wish you to believe that this is the methodology of the Salaf. But in reality, this is the methodology that they have derived from the groups of deviation of early times. That they have derived this methodology of tafweed. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he mentioned, فَتَبَيَّنَ أَنَّ قَوْلَ أَهْلِ التَّفْوِيضِ أَلَّذِينَ يَزْعُمُونَ أَنَّهُمْ مُتَّبِعُونَ لِلسُّنَّ وَالسَّلَفِ مِنْ شَرِّ أَقْوَالِ أَهْلِ الْبِدَعِ وَالْإِلْحَادِ He said it becomes clear that the statement of the people of tafweed, those who say we do not have any understanding of what these attributes are, no idea, we leave that to Allah and don't say a thing. Shaykh al-Islam says, their statement, despite them claiming to be following the sunnah and the salaf in this methodology of theirs, is in reality the most evil of the statements of the people of innovation. <coughs> it is the most evil of the statements of the people of innovation. In another place he mentioned, لا يجوز أيضا أن يكون الخالفون أعلم من السالفين كما قد يقوله بعض الأغبياء ممن لم يقدر قدر السلف بل ولا عرف الله ورسوله والمؤمنين به حقيقة حقيقة المعرفة المأمور بها It cannot be it is not permissible for anybody to claim that the people who came after the Salaf are more knowledgeable than the Salaf in these affairs. Just like some of those foolish ones may claim, those foolish ones have not understood the status of the Salaf. They have not understood the status of the Salaf for them to claim that they are more knowledgeable than the Salaf in these affairs. And they have not known who Allah is and His Messenger or the believers in the reality of knowing it as Allah has commanded us. We also mention here some quotes of the scholars. Ibn Abdul Bar, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned in At-Tamheed. أهل السنة مجمعون على الإقرار بالصفات الواردة كلها في القرآن والسنة أهل السنة are united upon acknowledging and believing in all of the attributes that have been mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah والإيمان بها and to have إيمان in them وَحَمْلِهَا عَلَى الْحَقِيقَةِ لَا عَلَى الْمَجَازِ And to carry those names and attributes, to believe in them upon the reality of their meanings, not upon any metaphoric manner. إِلَّا أَنَّهُمْ لَا يُكَيِّفُونَ شَيْئًا مِنْ ذَلِكَ وَلَا يَحُدُّونَ فِيهِ صِفَةٍ مَحْصُورَةٍ the only thing though is, we do not give any type of descriptions as to the how of those attributes, 
neither do we give any limits or any restrictions to the attributes of Allah. But as Ibn Abd al-Barr, he mentions here, Ahlul Sunnah are united upon the fact that we believe and accept and have Iman in all of the attributes mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah and that we hold them to be in their default meaning of reality. Here then you may think, you may question what is the difference then? Ahlul Sunnah we affirm the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we accept those attributes, affirm them upon the reality of their meaning. But without any attempt at giving descriptions or any attempt at giving restrictions or limits, or any type of imagination to those attributes, but we affirm the attributes as they have been mentioned. And that is simply because Allah is more knowledgeable of Himself than the creation. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us that He has hands and eyes, etc., then we affirm that Allah has these attributes because Allah has told us He has these attributes. But we do not attempt to imagine what those attributes are like. And we do not attempt to give any descriptions to what those attributes are like. We do not try to bring any comparison or resemblance between the attributes of Allah and creation, none of that whatsoever. But we affirm the attribute upon its meaning in reality. The people of Tafweed, from the Ash'ari, the Maturidiyya and their likes, they will say to you, no, you cannot affirm the attribute upon reality. You say to them, why? Allah has told us of these attributes in the Qur'an. Why would we not affirm them upon the reality as they are? They say because that will be making resemblance between Allah and creation. We say to them, no. You have not understood the affair of the names and attributes. Affirming the names and attributes of Allah upon their reality does not necessitate any resemblance or comparison to creation. Al-Shaykh Al-Uthaymeen Rahimahullah Ta'ala gave an example of this. He mentioned that if you were to look at creation, If you were to look at creation, within creation, you would notice that the same word can be used as an attribute of different things in creation, and it has a completely different reality every time. Meaning, we say, for example, the attribute of a leg, for example. The attribute of having a leg. 
For example, within creation now, that same word, leg, is used. However, the realities, they differ vastly throughout creation for the same word, for the same attribute being described. So if you were to talk about the leg of an elephant, that's one reality of this attribute, leg in creation. If you were to talk about the leg of a spider, you have still used the word leg. However, the reality of that is far removed from the reality of the elephant's leg. And if you were to mention the leg of a giraffe, the reality of that leg is far removed and different in its reality to the elephant, to the ant, to the spider. So even though the same word is used to describe or to mention this attribute of creation, the reality of that attribute is vastly different within creation, depending on what you're talking about. Now, if that is the case in creation, that you can use a word as an attribute of creation, and it can differ so much, so vastly, depending on who that creation, which one that creation is, spider, elephant, giraffe, then what do you think is going to be the difference between the creation and the creator if that same word is used? So now when we say that Allah mentions He has eyes, we have eyes too. Does that necessitate in any way that our eyes are like the eyes of Allah? None whatsoever. Does it necessitate resemblance? Not whatsoever. Why not? Because like we've just said, the word can be used and the reality of that word is understood. When you say eyes, everybody understands the reality behind that word. But the details and the description, that can be completely different, vast differences even within creation, you look at the different eyes of things, the eyes of the octopus, the eyes of a cat, the eyes of an ant, they are all eyes, yet they are vastly different one to another in creation. So what therefore is going to be the level of difference between the creator and the creation? A huge difference, no comparison, no resemblance whatsoever. So you can see from that example, using that word and affirming it upon its reality does not necessitate that you are making a comparison or resemblance. Otherwise, if somebody said, okay, the leg, affirming a leg for creation, for example, we affirm the leg of an elephant. Now, is the leg of an elephant in any way resemblant to the leg of an ant? None whatsoever. There is no resemblance when you look at the elephant's leg and the leg of the ant. How big is the difference between them? Yet it is the same word leg. Eyes, you look at the eyes of an octopus and the way it works. And the eyes of some of the nocturnal animals, the way they work. The eyes of a human, all completely different in how they work. Yet they are all termed as eyes. 
they are all termed as eyes. So that indicates that it is a mistake from the people of innovation who think that if you affirm the names and attributes of Allah, that this then means you are making comparison. That is not the case. Allah is the creator, we are the creation. There is no resemblance and comparison in that. Because like we've said, you can use those names of attributes within creation and you find such a massive difference than what therefore of the difference you will find between the creation and the creator. Certainly there is no resemblance in that. Before we continue, a quick announcement. There are two cars that must be removed or moved instantly. Uh, one is the number plate LL11UWZ. And the second one, YA04N0F. Please remove those cars instantly. They are parked incorrectly. So that is the first point to note. That the methodology of Ahlul Sunnah is to affirm the attributes of Allah upon the reality of the meaning. And not to say like the people of Tafweed say, that we will affirm the word, but without any reality of meaning. So they will say, Allah tells us He has eyes. Okay, we affirm the word eyes. But we do not affirm any meaning behind that. That is completely false. Because if you now say that the attributes of Allah, we can only affirm the words without the realities of the meanings behind them, then it makes no sense whatsoever. It then means that Allah has told us about His attributes in the Qur'an as simply sounds, letters and sounds which have absolutely no meaning for us whatsoever. And that cannot be the case. It cannot be the case that Allah has informed us about Himself, told us about His attributes, but then we are expected to not believe in them in reality. Because if you're only going to believe in the word and not in the meaning of the default reality of it, without any comparison or resemblance as we've said, then in reality what have you believed in? You say, okay, Allah tells us He has eyes, hand, face, we believe in those words. Yes, Allah says He has eyes, we believe in the word eyes. And we believe in the word hand, and we believe in the word face. But we have absolutely no idea what any of those mean. This essentially then <coughs> means that you're saying Allah has informed us about His attributes, but they actually mean absolutely nothing to us. Allah has informed us of His attributes, but they mean absolutely nothing to us. That is incorrect. They mean to us, all they mean to us is the minimum level of the reality of the word. So when Allah says He has eyes, we have an understanding of what eyes are. When Allah says He has hands, we have an understanding of what hands are. Allah says He has a face, we have an understanding of what a face is. But... We do not know the details and the descriptions of these attributes. But we know 
what those words mean in the general sense. Ahlu Sunnah, they affirm, they affirm these names and attributes, recognizing the general meaning of them, but the details and the descriptions and the how, that we do not know. Whereas the people of Tafweeb, they will not even recognize the general meaning of those names and attributes as we understand. They will say, Allah tells us He has a hand. Okay, the word hand is there in the Quran, we'll accept it. But we have absolutely no idea what it means. We just leave that to Allah. That is not correct. Here we look at some more statements of the scholars regarding this. Firstly then, the madhab of the Salaf when it comes to the names and attributes of Allah. We have a statement of Al-Imam Al-Tirmidhi in his Sunan where he said, وَقَدْ قَالَ غَيْرُ وَاحِدٍ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ فِي هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ وَمَا يُشْبِهُ هَذَا مِنَ الْرِوَايَاتِ فِي الصِّفَاتِ ونزول الرب تبارك وتعالى كل ليلة إلى السماء الدنيا قالوا قد تثبت الروايات في هذا ويؤمن بها ولا يتوهم ولا يقال كيف هكذا روي عن مالك وسفيان بن عيينة وعبد الله بن المبارك أنهم قالوا في هذه الأحاديث أمروها بلا كيف الإمام الترمذي mentions here that multiple scholars have mentioned regarding these narrations of Allah descending in the last third of the night and other narrations that are similar to this talking about the attributes of Allah, that we believe in them. But we do not go into any type of imagination regarding them. We do not try to imagine how that occurs. We do not try to picture how that occurs. And we don't say, Kaif. How do these things happen? How does Allah descend? And how are these attributes of Allah? We don't ask the how, the descriptions and the the details. Allah has not given us that. But we believe in them. And we understand the general meanings of them. And this is exactly what the Salaf they used to mention. Al-Imam Malik, Sufyan ibn Iyayna, Abdullah ibn Mubarak and many others. Ibn Abd al-Barr, as we mentioned before, he said, Ahlu sunnah mujmi'una ala liqrari bis-sifat al-warida kulliha. Ahlu sunnah are united upon accepting all of the attributes and believing in them. But as for the people of innovation, Amma ahlu al-bida'i wal-jahmiyya wal-mu'tazila wal-khawarij, kulluha, fakulluhum yunkiruha wa la yahmilu shay'an minha ala al-haqiqa. وَيَزْعُمُونَ أَنَّ مَنْ أَقَرَّ بِهَا مُشَبِّهِ As for the people of innovation, from the Jahmiyyah and the Mu'tazila and the Khawarij, all of them, they reject this. And they do not accept the names and attributes, the attributes upon their reality. Rather, they claim if you accept the reality of the meaning, then you have compared and you have made resemblance. We have explained, you have not made any comparison and you have not made any resemblance in affirming the attributes of Allah 
and the meanings behind those words. And that is why Al-Imam Malik said, Al-Istiwa'u ma'loom, wal-kayfu majhool. That Allah rises above the throne. That is known to us. We understand that concept. But the kayf, how does that occur? <coughs> how does that occur? That we don't know. The details and the how and the imagination of it. That we don't know. But the concept of Allah rising above the throne, that is understood to us. That Allah is the most high. Allah is above His creation. Allah rises above the throne. That is understood to us. But the details of how that occurs, that is not known to us. The people of innovation, the people of tafwid, they will want you to believe that when Allah tells you that He rose above the throne, that you cannot affirm Allah rises above the throne. Because as far as they are concerned, we have absolutely no understanding of what these attributes mean. We have to consign the meaning to Allah. So they will not affirm that Allah rises above the throne, even though Allah tells you that in the Qur'an. And even though the basic concept of that is understood to us, the basic meaning of that is understood to us, the people of Tafweed, they say no, the basic meaning even we cannot accept. We do not know, it means nothing to us, we leave it to Allah. So therefore you cannot affirm that Allah rises above the throne, even though Allah tells you in the Qur'an that He rises above the throne. And you cannot affirm any of those other types of attributes from the hands and the eyes and the face, etc. Even though Allah tells you, and the general concept behind those words is understood to us, you cannot affirm it as far as they are concerned, because you'll be comparing Allah to creation, and they have not understood that there is no comparison here. Al-Imam Al-Khatib Al-Baghdadi, he said, أَمَّا الْكَلَامُ فِي الصِّفَاتِ فَإِنَّمَا رُوِيَ مِنْهَا فِي السُّنَنَ الصِّحَاحِ مَذْهَبُ السَّلَفِ إِثْبَاتُهَا وَإِجْرَاءُهَا عَلَى ظَوَاهِرِهَا وَنَفْيِ الْكَيْفِيَّةِ وَالتَّشْبِيهِ عَنْهَا Al-Khatib Al-Baghdadi, he said that as for the speech which has been mentioned regarding the attributes, then what has been narrated regarding it in the books of hadith, the authentic books of hadith, etc., is the madhab of the salaf, which is that we affirm those attributes, affirm them and accept them, and that we accept them upon their apparent. This is the statement of Al-Khatib al-Baghdadi. Ijra'uha ala zawahiriha. That we accept those attributes upon their apparent. And we negate the details of how and the imagination and the description or any comparison. We do not get into that. But we accept the attributes upon their apparent. Allah says He rises above the throne. We understand the apparent of that, which is that Allah rises above the throne, high above the creation, clear. But the people of innovation for them, it is not. They will not affirm these affairs. We also have Abu Sulaiman, Hamad ibn Muhammad al-Khattabi, rahimahullah, another one of the great scholars, he said, 
أما ما سألت عنه من الكلام في الصفات وما جاء منها في الكتاب والسنة الصحيحة فإن مذهب السلف إثباتها وإجراؤها على ظاهرها ونفي الكيفية والتشبيه عنها <coughs> The same thing But he says Regarding what you have asked me about in terms of the speech regarding the attributes and what has come regarding them in the Qur'an and the Sunnah, then the methodology of the Salaf is to affirm them and to uh, acknowledge them, believe in them upon their apparent, but to negate any descriptions and howness of them or any comparison or resemblance of them. الإمام الذهبي he said after this statement of الخطابي وكذا نقل الاتفاق عن السلف في هذا الحافظ أبو بكر الخطيب ثم الحافظ أبو القاسم التيمي الاسبهاني that أبو بكر الخطيب الخطيب and الحافظ القاسم الاسبهاني they have in fact narrated a consensus of the Salaf upon this methodology that you accept the names and attributes upon their apparent and you leave it at that and you do not go into the details of the how so Allah tells us he rises above the throne Allah tells you that in the Quran so we accept and we believe that upon the apparent that Allah rises above the throne why would we now come along and say, no, that's not right, and Allah does not rise above the throne, and we do not know what that means, and we have to leave it to Allah, consign the meaning to Allah. That is from the way of the people of innovation. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, وَمَذْهَبُ سَلَفِ الْأُمَّ وَأَئِمَّتِهَا أَنْ يُوصَفْ اللَّهُ بِمَا وَصَفَ بِهِ نَفْسَهُ وَبِمَا وَصَفَهُ بِهِ رَسُولُ وَسَلَّمْ that the methodology of the Salaf is to describe or to attribute to Allah what Allah attributed to Himself and what the Messenger attributed to Him. Min ghayri tahrif, without any distortions in that, not distorting it or altering it in any way. Wala ta'atil, neither rejecting any of that, nullifying it. وَلَا تَكْيِيفِ Without any descriptions of the how. وَلَا تَمْثِيلِ And without any resemblances and comparisons. فَلَا يَجُوزُ النَّفِي صِفَاتِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ أَلَّتِي وَصَفَهُ بِهَا نَفْسَةِ It is therefore not permissible to negate from Allah attributes that He has affirmed for Himself. Allah affirms the eyes and the hands, etc., Allah affirms that in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So upon us is to affirm that as was the way of the Salaf. To affirm those attributes and we have a recognition of the general meaning. But then we do not go beyond that into the descriptions of the how. Then after that... (coughs) If we briefly mention... Some statements of the Salaf where it proves that this was their methodology, that they would accept the attributes upon their apparent meaning and not go into tafweed saying that we can accept the word but without the apparent meaning. Just the word without any meaning to the word. <coughs> 
That is ridiculous. That is not the way of the salaf. Rather, they would accept the word and the meaning that goes with the word, the general apparent meaning of the word too. And so here we have some statements. Al-Awza'i, Al-Imam Al-Awza'i, he says, سُئِلَ الزُّهْرِ وَمَكْحُولِ عَنْ آيَاتِ السِّفَاتِ فَقَالَا أَمِرُّوهَا كَمَا جَاءَتْ That Al-Zuhri and Makhul, they were asked about the ayat of Allah. And so they said, أَمِرُّوهَا كَمَا جَاءَتْ That you pass them upon them as they have come. You uh, go along with them as they have come. What is the meaning of that? The people of Tafweed, the Mufawwida, which is the Ash'ira, many of them these days, the Maturidiyya, many of those who ascribe to being upon the Hanafi Madhab, many of those who ascribe to the Diobandiya sect, they will say that the meaning of these narrations, Amir Ruha Kama Ja'at, pass them by as they have come, is that Allah tells you he has a hand, okay, the hand word, we accept the word hand, just leave it at that. We don't know what hand could possibly mean, we have absolutely no idea what the meaning behind that is at all. Just leave it as it is. That is what they will claim, and that is a nonsense. Rather, the meaning of these narrations of the Salaf that allow those attributes to go as they've come. Go as they've come, so when Allah says He rises above the throne, what would it mean to leave that as it is? To leave it as it is upon its apparent. Allah tells you He rises above the throne, therefore we believe Allah rises above the throne. Allah tells you He has hands or eyes, therefore we believe Allah has hands, eyes, as is befitting of His majesty, as is befitting of the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is leaving those attributes as they've come. Because if you claim upon the manhaj of tafweel, that rather you cannot establish the meanings, or you cannot accept the meanings behind those, the, the apparent meanings behind the attributes, then that is an accusation against the Salaf of a few affairs. The accusation that the Prophet ﷺ himself did not know, had no idea what these words of the Qur'an mean, what these attributes mean. Clearly, if you're going to be upon the manhaj of tafweed, then you're saying the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ did not know the meanings of these attributes either. If you're going to say, okay, but the Prophet, he did know. In that case, you're accusing the Prophet ﷺ of having concealed knowledge from the Ummah. Why were we not told then if the Prophet ﷺ knew himself? So either you're going to say that the Prophet ﷺ himself had no idea, and the Salaf had no idea, and that is accusing them of ignorance, and that cannot be. Or you're going to say that the Prophet ﷺ did know, but he concealed that knowledge, and so we have to be upon tafweed now, and we have to simply consign the meanings to Allah. And this is not correct. Time is short. We'll, we'll just mention a brief point that the scholars always used to mention. 
when it comes to this issue of the names and attributes. Because it causes a lot of confusion for people due to the innovations and the misguidances of the people of desires out there. And so they'll come and they'll say to you, how can you possibly say that Allah has hands? How can you possibly say that Allah has eyes? You have compared Allah to creation. We have hands and we have eyes. You say to them, as we mentioned earlier, affirmation of the attributes does not necessitate resemblance. What's a proof of that? A general proof, an example, that you can use those attributes and those names in creation for different things and they would be vastly different from one to another. No comparison. So what therefore of the creation to the creator? No comparison. On top of that, the scholars, they always give this example of the three-stage method of understanding the names and attributes of Allah. In the Qur'an now, Allah tells us about these attributes, about the hands, about the eyes, about the face, etc. How are we going to understand what the meaning of these is? Three possible methods. Either we've seen Allah ourselves, and therefore we will know what the meanings of these attributes is. That, of course, is impossible. In this world, we will not see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that method is impossible. A second method is that you take reliable information of a secondary source who has seen Allah. <coughs> Again, that is not possible. Not even the Prophet saw Allah on the night of Al-Isra al-Mi'raj. Therefore, we can't talk about the names and attributes of Allah from that method either. Therefore, we only have one method left to talk about the names and attributes of Allah. And that is to go back to a reliable source that informs us of those names and attributes. And that is the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So whatever is in the Qur'an and the Sunnah, we have to accept it as it is. We cannot give interpretations of our own clearly. Because we've not seen Allah, neither do we have reliable information of anybody else who has seen Allah. All we have to go by is what is in the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So if it says there that Allah rose above the throne, then we believe Allah rose above the throne. If it says there Allah has hands, we believe Allah has hands. As are befitting of His Majesty with no comparison or resemblance to creation. If Allah says He has eyes, then we believe Allah has eyes. As are befitting of His Majesty with no resemblance to creation. And if the people of innovation can understand that in certain aspects, then they should have no reason not to understand it in the rest. If you say to the people of innovation now, is Allah the all-knowledgeable? Does Allah have knowledge? Ilm, alim? They'll say, of course. <coughs> you tell them, in creation, we have knowledge too. We have this attribute of ilm also. So is there not a comparison and a resemblance between us and Allah now? They'll say, of course not, because the knowledge of Allah, it supersedes. The knowledge of Allah is all-encompassing. The knowledge of Allah is X, Y, and Z. It is not comparable to your knowledge in creation. You say, absolutely, you're right. Absolutely. So now then, in that case, why can you not say the same for the rest of the attributes of Allah? Allah says He has hands. Why can you not say the same thing again? 
that Allah has hands, but Allah's hands are as befitting of His majesty, of His might and majesty, no comparison or, 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 or resemblance to creation, just like you were saying about the knowledge of Allah. When you say to them, is Allah the all-hearing and the all-seeing? They'll say, of course, of course Allah is the all-hearing and the all-seeing. You say, but creation, we can hear and we can see. So is that now a resemblance between us and Allah? He'll say no, because the hearing and the seeing of Allah, it supersedes, it is far greater. Allah sees all and hears everything and he'll explain why the hearing and the seeing of Allah is superior and something different to us. And there is no comparison in affirming Allah is the all hearing and the all seeing to creation. So then you say to him, in that case, why can you not do that for the rest of the names and attributes of Allah? Allah tells you he rose above the throne then why can you not affirm that Allah rises above the throne as is befitting of His Majesty with no comparison or resemblance to creation? Allah has eyes as are befitting of His Majesty, separate and distinct from the creation and no resemblance. Why can you not do it for the other attributes? When it comes to hearing and seeing and knowledge, then you will say, of course, Allah has those attributes and there is no comparison to creation because Allah's hearing and seeing and knowledge, it is superior, etc., etc., as is befitting of His Majesty. Then you say to Him, exactly in that same way, the same thing applies to all of the rest of the names and attributes. Don't start coming to us now and telling us, no, the rest of the names and attributes, we can't do that. Because if you affirm the others, like hands and eyes and these types of attributes, you're comparing Allah to creation. How all of a sudden are you now comparing Allah to creation, but you're not in the other ones? In knowledge and hearing and seeing, no comparison there. But here in hands and eyes and face comparison all of a sudden, the statement you make in some of the attributes, it should follow in all of the attributes. Don't try to distinguish and tell us some of the attributes we can accept like the Asha'ira they do. And some of the attributes we cannot accept. Some of them there is no resemblance. Some of them there is. Rather the way of the Salaf is that we affirm all of the attributes of Allah. And we accept them upon their apparent meaning. As for the people of innovation, they are the ones who come along and say, no, we do not. All we know is that Allah says He has hands. That Allah says He has hands, but we have absolutely no idea what that means. And you can't say, they'll say to you, you can't affirm that Allah has hands actually. In whatever way is suitable and befitting of His Majesty with no comparison or resemblance to creation, they'll say, no, you still can't. In that case, if you can't do that, then essentially what you're going to say is, that all of these attributes that are mentioned in the Qur'an, the apparent meanings of them, and anybody who accepts the Qur'an as it is on its apparent meaning, then it's kufr. You're essentially saying that the apparent of the Qur'an is kufr. That Allah says He has hands, but that is kufr if you affirm that. Allah says He has eyes, oh, but that is kufr if you affirm that. According to the people of innovation in reality then, Affirming the apparent is basically kufr. Therefore, the apparent of the Qur'an to them is basically kufr. How can that be? Allah gave us this Qur'an as a guidance to mankind. Allah told us about His names and attributes. 
not to leave us in complete confusion with no understanding whatsoever of what's going on with these ayat. Rather, Allah gave us these ayat because we have an understanding of the basic concepts. The details beyond that we do not know. And this is something you find from the statements of all of the Salaf. That is the methodology of the Salaf. As for tafweed, then it is the methodology of the people of innovation. Many of the modern day Ash'a'ira, these Diobandis and others, they follow that methodology. So according to them, Allah has told us all of these things about Himself, all of these attributes about Himself, but we cannot affirm any of that. We can only affirm the word without the meaning. And that in of itself, you can see how illogical it is to affirm the word without the meaning behind it. Affirm the word hand, but no, we have absolutely no idea what the word hand means. Affirm the word eyes, but we have absolutely no idea what the word eyes mean. That is incorrect. We do have an idea of the apparent meaning of the word eyes. We have an idea of the apparent meaning of the word hands. We know the apparent meanings and we affirm the apparent. But we do not make any imagination or description or resemblance. And that is what the people of innovation cannot seem to understand. Even though when you give them the examples of is Allah the all-hearing and the all-seeing, they say yes. You say, okay, I've got hearing and I've got seeing. So are you not comparing Allah to creation now? They'll say, no, no. Then you say to them the same with the other attributes. We affirm Allah's hands and eyes because Allah told us He has that in the Quran. But without any resemblance or any type of imagination or comparison to creation. In reality, there's a lot more to mention on the topic. There is a lot more to mention regarding this issue of tafweed. But uh, tonight the time is short and uh, uh, there are more lectures to come. Uh, Insha'Allah, we'll conclude upon that brief, brief overview of this issue of tafweed and the way of the salaf in reality, which is not tafweed, but rather to accept the attributes because Allah has told us of them himself. And we affirm whatever Allah has affirmed for Himself without going into descriptions or imaginations or details and without any comparisons or resemblances. But we affirm what Allah has affirmed for Himself. And we do not negate it. Because by you saying Allah says He has hands, but no, we can't affirm that Allah actually has hands as are befitting of His Majesty, you are then negating the attributes that Allah has affirmed for Himself. So we'll conclude upon that today. Uh, as you'll be aware, most of you will have heard, we are going to be starting Al-Aqidah Al-Tahawiyyah by Al-Imam Al-Tahawi, uh, Al-Hanafi. Uh, and also the explanation will be used as a base is the explanation of Ibn Abil Iz Al-Hanafi. So we will be looking at this Aqidah of Al-Imam Al-Tahawi, a fantastic book in the field of Aqidah. And we'll be studying that and we'll go into details of these issues of tafweed and the, the misguidances of the people of innovation and in reality their misinterpretations and their uh, uh, incorrect conclusions as to what they have seen in Al-Aqidah Al-Tahawiyyah. Uh, so inshallah ta'ala that is going to begin uh, from this Sunday uh, uh, in Leeds and those lectures will be uploaded etc as well on a weekly basis inshallah ta'ala. So this topic that we began today as a brief intro, it will be mentioned in more detail in those classes as we go along. 
in order to clarify the aqidah of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah uh, and to highlight the mistake of the Ashairah and the Maturidiyah in believing that negating or not 